Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Dr. Peter Pry with us, Executive Director of the Task Force on National and Homeland Security, a congressional advisory board dedicated to achieving protection of the United States from the electromagnetic pulse, that's an EMP, cyber attacks, mass destruction, terrorism, and other threats to civilian critical infrastructures on an accelerated basis. Peter, welcome back, my friend. How are you, sir? Thank you so much for having me, George. Yeah, I've got to ask you this as we get into this incredible story of trying to protect our grid. Is it conceivable, I've never asked you this, but is it conceivable that there are those out there who do not want the grid fixed for some nefarious reason? Oh, absolutely there are. Uh, one of uh, the biggest uh, problem here is called the NERC, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. It's supposed to partner with the federal government uh, in uh, protecting the grid and providing for grid reliability. But it's really a lobby for the electric power industry. And, uh, you know, they don't want to spend any money on protecting the grid against EMP or cyber threats or sabotage. Um, uh, You know, that's why, frankly, you know, federal or state regulation is necessary, uh, you know, to to compel them to do the right thing and protect the American people. Uh, That's the role of the government anyway in the Constitution, to provide for the common defense. They don't see it it as their role as providing for national security, and they're right. And that's why we have been trying to work with both states and with the, at the federal level to, uh, uh, to get uh, regulations passed that would require the grid to be protected. And there's other uh, uh, actors, too. For example, the EMP uh, for the Obama administration was a politically incorrect threat because it, 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 it uh, endangered uh, a lot of their sacred cows, like the Iran nuclear deal, mm-hmm. the idea of a world without nuclear weapons, and the idea that climate change is the biggest existential threat we face. You know, EMP basically knocked into a cocked hat all of the uh, all of those uh, political agendas that they had, and so uh, there was a lot of resistance to the idea of taking EMP seriously from the Obama administration and from their their minions and left wing academia who uh, would often write uh, propaganda articles saying, "Oh, EMP is not a real threat; that it's uh, exaggerated." So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people that are still and. And these Obama people and uh, deep state bureaucrats are, are still in, uh, deeply embedded in the federal bureaucracy, uh, resisting uh, efforts to protect, uh, protect the grid, uh, and not just against the MP, but even putting up the wall or implementing any of President Trump's agenda. I mean, I think the political reality, as, as a person who's you know, working in the Washington area and has been working with the government, you know, we have President Trump, thank, thank goodness, but, uh, uh, you know, but... But basically, it's still the Obama administration, except for, you know, uh, the, the top level of appointees he got. He never really came in and did what the Democrats usually do when they take over the government, which is purge the ranks and get rid of hundreds, even thousands of these uh, of, uh, of officials and replace them with people who are sympathetic to your political point of view, people in the end of policy. And I, it's two years into the Trump administration, and, uh, and uh, alas, I have to say, I think the president is in bears responsibility now for being the author of a lot of his own problems. Mm-hmm. He has sure. failed to fire people who resist his policies. And I would have thought that this would have been high on his agenda to get this fixed. I, I would have preferred to fix this before we even talked about some wall along the Mexican-U.S. border. 
it is high on his agenda. He's the first president. I give him tremendous credit. Uh, you know, he's the first president to include EMP protection of the critical electric grid and life-sustaining critical infrastructures in his national security strategy. Why doesn't he tell the American people he's trying to do this? And and and, uh, and well, he did when he when he when they published the national security strategy. The press doesn't pay a lot of attention. Well, no, nobody reads that. You stuff, know, Peter. and the president, as we speak, is in the process of drafting a presidential executive order to protect the country from EMP. So President Trump is definitely uh, giving this a high priority. The question is, uh, just like he's trying to give the wall high priority, the question is, can he overcome? You know, when I was a when I was a young man, and I and, and and the Congress deserves credit too. Congress, on a bipartisan basis, passed a bill called the Critical Infrastructure Protection Act that directs the Department of Homeland Security to come up with a, a strategy to protect the country from EMP. They did that, and uh, when I was a uh, when I was a young man, and uh, and America was still a constitutional republic, you know, when the Commander in Chief in his national security strategy, you know, says to the federal bureaucracy, you know, you're going to do this. And then the Congress backs him up on a bipartisan basis, unanimously, you know, with a, a bill that says, you are going to do this, and we're making it the law that you're going to do this. Then you and I wouldn't have to talk anymore, and it would have, begun, would have been done, yep. okay? But now we know there's this thing called the deep state, where you've got these deeply embedded bureaucrats that are part of the permanent government who outlast they're there after presidents presidents come and go congresses come and go and these people are so arrogant they think they know better than the president they know better than the congress they know better than the emp commission and um they don't overtly say well we're not going to do it but for example in response to the critical infrastructure protection act a couple of months ago the department of homeland security did finally put out the so-called national emp strategy what does that strategy strategy consist of they're going to study the EMP threat until 2028, and then make a decision about what to do. So they're kind of they're checking the box on the letter of the law, but in effect, they're really doing nothing. And this is the problem. Those people need to be fired. As an, you know, for example, uh, the people in the D, in DHS who basically have defied the president and the Congress to to move out at, at flank speed to get this problem fixed. Is it possible, Peter, that there's also that? rationale that if the grid goes down, the entire planet goes down, millions of people die, and this is their plan. This is what they want. I mean, is it that sinister? I, uh, I, uh, I, I have heard some uh, people in the electric power industry sort of talk that way. And, uh, you know, but the, they don't see themselves. What's the point of doing it? They say, if it's an Armageddon-type scenario. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, well, the point of doing it is that there are some Armageddons you can't really do much about, okay? Like an all-out nuclear war, or if an asteroid hits the planet, all right? But, but there's no excuse for being vulnerable to this one. One of the reasons I've deved- de- devoted so much of my professional life, as have my, you know, my colleagues who are former CIA directors, former science advisors to, pre- to presidents, uh, you know, is is there's no excuse to be vulnerable to this. This is a problem that should be easily fixable, quickly fixable, uh, and, and won't even cost that much to fix. So um, uh, uh, now I also have to say uh, there could be another source of the problem along the lines of what you're talking about, because I do believe, I think our utilities, um, you know, probably have been penetrated by bad actors, sure. foreign agents and the like. Uh, 
I, that may sound paranoid to your audience, but just, just consider this for a moment, all right? You know, we know the Russians, the Chinese, uh, you know, the Cubans, uh, all of our adversaries, uh, you know, have tried to penetrate and often successfully penetrate our intelligence community. You know, there was a case where, uh, the, uh, in the Defense Intelligence Agency, where uh, the person on the Cuban desk for 20 years turned out to be an agent for Cuban intelligence. Jeez. And we go to tremendous efforts to try to stop these foreign uh, agents from getting into our intelligence community. They go through, we polygraph our people. The FBI does extensive background checks. We And they still we have, leak through. They get through. Now, when you're talking about people who belong to organizations like the North American Electrical Liability Corporation, NERC, or the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, or parts of the Department of Energy that deal with you know electrical regulation issues. You know these where there's a, still a culture. You know where this is not considered a big national security thing. It's more of an economic. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.